Hello there, guys. This is Kendall Parks on the podcast, Killing It with Kendall Parks. And uh, yesterday we got some, uh, some, some sad news that um, Marty Burnerman, the Hall of Fame broadcaster of Cincinnati Reds, will be retiring after the last game of the regular of the season uh, for the Reds in 2019. Now, I I always loved baseball. Like I like I at least as far as like early early in my life, like. Nineteen years old, I used to always go to games and all that stuff. But I, I also, I, I didn't really start watching baseball fully until I was thirteen in two thousand six, and Marty Berman has always been been a broadcaster for for the race ever since what nineteen seventy four, when he replaced Al Michaels, who was the local, before becoming becoming this national, this national, um, treasure, that Al Michaels is, he he um, he was the broadcast of Cincinnati Reds before Marty Berman. It's like the the main one in the 70s and and all that. So you've been, well, 13 years old when I started listening to the Reds on the radio more and more. And that's when I started listening to sports talk, sports talk hosts sports talk as a whole and listening to local games and Marty I'm telling you one he has been such a fantastic broadcast I wish that the Reds were winning at the times where I watched I mean I started listening to baseball uh, I think one of my favorite calls of his, man, probably my favorite. Five days before my birthday, I mean after my birthday, on June 30th, my birthday is June 25th. So June 30th, uh, 2006, they were playing the Cleveland Indians, and I remember being in my at my at my friend's house, and they went down like seven nothing. Um, they they went down seven nothing, and I I thought like wow, it's over. I like, I didn't I didn't really care care about listening or or, or watching. The game anymore was like damn they down seven nothing, so. But as as when 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 we got home, 
I, I, I started listening to it. They kept climbing back in, climbing back in, climbing back in. But they, the Indians scored one more time to make it like eight to f- um eight to three. But the, but the Reds kept climbing back in. Um, making the the lead clean, clean, clean. You know, you know the cliche of clinging to the lead whatsoever. Like so, um, the bottom of the knife happens. Um, let's see. I want to say that Lopez. Walt and Felipe Lopez Walt at the time he was a, a strikeout machine so like okay he walked uh, I think um I forgot I forgot who was on best besides Felipe Lopez but anyways one of the greatest calls ever happened on a one zero pitch to the home run hitter who strikes out a lot and Adam Dunn people in Cincinnati know who I'm talking about. Adam Dunn who was either a walk or a strikeout one. A walk, home run or a strikeout. See he did average over a hundred walks. So it was, it was either that outcome most of the time with Alan Dunn. He, and when I I heard it live, and it was such a beautiful, beautiful call. One no pitch. He hits the grand slam, and then Marty Berman goes, a long drive, right field, and this one belongs to the Reds. You know, can you believe it? Can you believe it? And it was just such a surreal feeling. They, see, they did the impossible, and that's that's one of the most my favorite call of his in my lifetime. So. I'm definitely going to miss him, but I hope they also replace him for a great broadcaster, just like the Reds replaced Al Michaels with him. You know, Al Michaels is a a great, again, a great national treasure. You know what I'm saying? Watch him do the, the, the man games and Call with John Madden and all that stuff. So I I am heartbreaking broken that he's gonna leave, but you know nobody's gonna people gotta go to their family sometimes and take a break and all that stuff. So we here at the 
Killing it with Kendall Parts Podcast. We we would like to give her a shout out to Marty Berman. Uh, have her and share, you know what I'm saying, memories of his great um great career and all that stuff. Man. You know what I'm saying? So let me know what your thoughts are. Killing it with Kendra Parts here on Anchor Die FM. Um, let's give me your thoughts. Like, who who is the? Let me know who is the local broadcaster that you would love to to hear broadcast the Reds every day. At the Marty Berman, it was it's going to be hard, but give me a like a a local broadcaster in Cincinnati, you know what I'm saying, all that stuff. So, all right. So, thank you. God bless. Well, let's talk about. Well, no, we ain't going nowhere. Let's talk about this. Government shutdown here on the Killing It with Kendall Parts podcast. Okay, now we're back with the Kendall, Killing It with Kendall Parts podcast here on Anchor.fm. Now, the, the shutdown, right? This shutdown has gone crazy. And all over a while, I, I said, I don't, I don't understand why you want to hurt the, the government employees all because you want your wall. I because Trump won his violence, so we gotta listen to the Republicans and Democrats fight while people ain't not getting paid on payday this past week. The government officials and you know people saying that the airports are going crazy. So it's all it's it's all going going crazy, and you know the the Democrats they they want to open the government. It's the Republicans and and Trump who who are not doing their jobs. Like Mitch McConnell, he's nowhere to be found. Um, all because they won't give him this vow. Now here's the thing, a lot of white folks may may say, "Oh, what's wrong with the what's wrong with border security?" But even like border security, like uh, like 
terrorism has has gone down tremendously, and you know, black and brown people see here border security and, and these cold words for for racism, like like what's, what's he saying on. You think uh, that uh, a Muslim might come? Uh, another uh, Islamic terror terrorist may may come to and have another nine eleven. So it's like I can understand why people find that to be kind of racist. Like in the view of this girl, Megan McCain. Oh my God! You talking about white privilege, boy? Get born into a rich family, uh, famous dad. Dad was a was a senator. Ran against Obama. Megan McCain is a a poster child for white privilege. She don't understand. I feel like white people, white people, especially white conservatives, not to say that white liberals are or all that different, but especially white conservatives, they they don't understand racism, man. Like if you if if you're a black person trying to point out point out racism in the country, they will look at you in the eye like, what are you talking about? That's why Obama couldn't really talk race. And so like they they on the view again and and discussing about about border security and all that and Steve King <laughs> Steve King also there and so but like for first, I I I touch I touch on that, but like the Steve King thing in the Republican Party, but like we 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 see this border security thing, like like you see it as racism. You know what I'm saying? He says that he, even though he thinks some are great people, he thinks Mexicans are rapists. You know, maybe maybe a, a Mexican rapist. Trying to get to the border, like what? Like that—that's just how we we see it as minorities, not not even just the black people. Like, every, at first they 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 wanted to tell you that oh, it was it was it was really all just about illegal immigration. It's, Trump is not anti-immigrant. No, he's anti-immigrant. He even trying to cut legal immigration in half. And thank God that won't work because the House won't let it go through with the Democrats being in. So it's going to be um interesting. And you no know, Cardi B. Gave gave her sense on um uh, on Instagram <laughs> saying that uh it's time it's time to it's time to open up the government. No, I, I'm not a good uh, impersonator, but you you know Cardi B 
uh, saying it's trying to open up the government, you know, people are, are hurting out here, and it's, she's pointing out the Republican, um, she's pointing out the Republican hypocrisy, talking about some Obama, 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 he saying that Obama didn't really shut down the government, it was the Republicans, uh, because they was trying to defund health care, you know, and it, it, it was bad on the Republicans ever since. You know, it's, it's, it's time to open up. Mitch McConnell, where you at? Uh, Trump, you know, he's he sending out uh, letters to Nancy Pelosi talking about some mid, mid-damn instead of Madam, Madam Speaker. It's a damn speaker, but you know, um, so all that stuff. Now, let me get to Steve King also, because I I just mentioned that, and the view they, of course, Megan McCain, her little little white privileged self. She was born to a rich family and all that stuff. Oh my God, I can, bruh. Like, I, I don't care about her being a non-Trump Republican. Some non-Trump Republicans are bad too. Like, she cup, she's awful. You know. Eric Erickson, he's awful. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll, all the Republicans are the same, like, like Mitt Romney came out time with that op ed about Trump's character and all that stuff. Like you another Jeff Flake. Like you're gonna vote for him all the time. But I I digress to to what I was talking about. So um um McCain she. She was on there talking about how her party is not racist and and all that stuff. Like, yes, it is. Like, before Trump, like, I'm, I'm going to be fair to Trump. As much as I don't like him, I'm going to be fair to him. Before Trump, there was birtherism against Obama and the Republican Party, you know? And they were saying things like he doesn't care about America and... And we need to take our country back. He's a Muslim. All that stuff was going on. Besides the fact that it was saying that he wasn't born in the United States. And that was even before Trump. That 2008 campaign. Like. And in 2009. It was members of the. It was a lot of members. Especially a lot of down south members. Of the House Republicans, who who believed in, and I remember John John Boehner, who was the House Speaker then, said, "Oh, I can't, I don't, I don't, I can't tell my caucus what to think." You know, like damn, bro, that 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 leadership, you. you even if you even if you disagree with Obama and his policies, you 
you that you you a leader. Like you supposed to say like like bro, we disagree with that man politically. But that but that all the all this racism against him it, it ain't it ain't happening on my watch. That's what you say as a leader. You know what I'm saying? So the the birtherism happened before Trump. The the Republican Party is a racist party, whether they they want to admit it or not. They uh, Steve King and Donald Trump are more alike. You know that's why Donald Trump responded to. And but before that, let's go back. Megan McCain is. She's one of these white people that just that just want to believe that oh my 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 side isn't isn't racist and and all, all that stuff like do you like do you ever check what what the hell your party be saying about black people and the policies that, that they spew like come on like even Ronald Reagan was a was a racist to black people. Talking about the the covers at the Young Buck and Welfare Queen. Like my mama, she when Trump got elected, she told me about how she, I'm going through Trump right now. But I, you'll be alright because I I went through Reagan. You know what I'm saying? So, and no. And before Reagan, it was Nixon in the Republican Party. Uh, like besides all the all the Watergate stuff, Richard Nixon was a racist. In fact, that's the reason why it was funny to hear that uh, Trump got sued by his administration, by the Nixon administration in the nineteen seventies. Trump and his father got sued by the Nixon administration. For, uh, for the nine houses to black people in Brooklyn, up in New York City in Brooklyn. So, like, it's funny to hear. And that was doing, like, the, the, the Southern strategy. They, they actually, they absolutely are racist. Like, like, for the most part, what you see with them is mostly white. And while while the Democrats are mostly diverse, like you should have saw them, you should you should have saw the, the two screens, the, the two split screens on January third. It was so it was so different. It was it was crazy, like like and Steve King like what. Why did it take so long for y'all to discipline Steve King and censor him? Like he's been saying, saying about saying stuff about anchor babies and black people and for for, for a long time. And that and that and now y'all fake want to be outraged over his racist language all because he said it out loud while y'all do it publicly. Like get out of here. So that's a. That's the thing, like, and it's time for people like Megan McCain to 
to own up to the fact that yes, your your party is a race. It's a racist party. You know. And forty two percent of the people, look, maybe they're not all racist, but maybe that forty two percent is a little bit too nice. Maybe it is. Uh, for uh, 42% of the country that's racist. Because there's a lot of racist people out here. And, they, and because of what um, Trump, Trump is a lesson made, made everybody want to explore they, uh, show off their they racism. You know, it was just a over in my hometown, Ohio, um, some black, I saw a story about how some black people at General Motors are experiencing, experiencing some racism. So, like, yeah, ra- racism is well and alive. And yes, it didn't start with Donald Trump, but Donald Trump, damn sure they didn't help matters. So, that's all I got on this situation. Coming up next. Okay. I know that everybody doesn't like the Warriors. But, <laughs> I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna say this. They remind me of another team that's playing this week. Find out who I'm talking about here on Nets here on Anchor.fm with the Kill Never Kill Parts podcast. Okay, so the the Warriors Two nights ago, the other night, blew out the Denver Nuggets, uh, and they and they scored fifty one points in the first quarter, like, and they were um fifty one to thirty eight, like thirty eight points wouldn't be so bad. On the normal night, right in the first quarter, like that's that's actually good for a first quarter set when the other team scores fifty one. You know, and the let's see the Warriors. Okay, then I'm sorry. The Warriors blew out the the Nuggets, one forty two to one eleven, and I think it was to to send a message to to the Nuggets and the NBA, like like look, we. This is the regular season, remember? We we won 73 games, and it didn't matter because we didn't win it at all. The Cavs came back and beat us from 
or we were up 3-1, just like we were down 3-1 to the Oklahoma City Thunder, Kevin Durant's Oklahoma City Thunder when he was still there and with Russell Westbrook. You know, that's that, that's just what it was. But they, a lot of people think that the dynasty is over because that they struggled and all and all that stuff. But what they have to understand, like this is the regular season, you know, and they. They they remind me of a team that's playing in the NFL playoffs, and of course, of course, that's the new one, new New England Patriots. <laughs> the New England Patriots, when they struggle in the regular season, everybody always say, "Oh, it's over, it's over, it's over." Every time I remember. Right before they played the, right before they played my Bengals, in twenty in the twenty fourteen season, it was early. They started off one and two, and they had just came back, um, and that that second loss was the a loss to the Kansas City Chiefs, <laughs> and and. Everybody thought it was over right after they lost that Monday night game to the to the Chiefs. And that next week on the Sunday night football, they blew my Bengals out. Like complete out. You know what I'm saying? So and it was to send a message like we not done. That's that that's why and ironically they they going back to to Kansas City this this weekend as 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 we speak. Um so uh against the Chiefs. I hope um Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City Chiefs pull pull it out though. But um we fall into this trap as fans to think that something is over just because of a regular season game where where they where uh, some some teams may may have their number that that regular season but when it's playoff time we already know it's, it's gonna be that that better team and and the Warriors showed you against the Nuggets who was the number one seed seed in the West. They 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 showed, they, they showed you like like bro, we we just we 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 just playing with y'all right now. Like we could turn it up anytime. That's that's what it felt like they were saying. Clay Thompson had thirty one. Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant. I mean, um, Steph Curry had thirty one. Wow. Kevin Durant had like something like twenty seven, um, so it it's it's just amazing. Steph Curry making 
excuse me, evaluation. Steph Curry making and deep three point shots. Like it's just incredible. And just and just remind remind people like like oh oh y'all thought y'all keep thinking we done. Y'all keep thinking we done. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So and you know, um Boogie Cousins who hasn't played a game yet. It may maybe this this week where where he plays. But even though he hasn't played the game yet, he came out and said that the Warriors were the were a disliked team of all or the most disliked team of all time. Like that's 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 pretty far fetched to say. I mean, yes, they they don't like Kevin Durant because of the the, the decision that he made to go to the Warriors. And he left Oklahoma City Thunder and all that stuff. So so yeah, that that may be a stretch. But as far as <laughs> as far as being unlikable period, I mean they only got three unlike three unlikable guys. Kevin Durant, the Marcus Cousins now, and Draymond Green. But who the hell dislikes Steph Curry? Like nobody dislikes Steph Curry. Nobody dislikes Clay Thompson. They are the one of the greatest shooters ever, and a lot of people give them their props for him. Like, and of course, there's the coach Steve Kerr. Like, come on, nobody dislikes the Warriors. Outside of them three that I just mentioned, Steph Curry, I mean, um, the three are Draymond Green, Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, and the Marcus Cousins, who hasn't played. Like, nobody likes those guys, but as far as the rest of the team, like, yeah, we wanted to see somebody win, but we don't really hate the Warriors. Like, it's, it's great basketball. So he they he over he overstated that Alright. Give me your thoughts on Twitter at underscore Mr. Parts. Uh, I am gonna have a a great um week I as a matter of fact I don't I promote this a lot but I haven't Parlay Magazine, Parlay Mag, P-A-R-L-E-M-A-G.com, ParlayMag.com, that's the Parlay Magazine site, and you can go there, you can see my latest piece about Missy Elliott, Elliott going to the Hall of Fame. Um, so, yeah, Missy Elliott going to the Hall of Fame, and the first, the songwriter's Hall of Fame, the first female rapper in there, so, and of course, the third rapper overall, with, with at least Jay-Z and Jermaine Dupri, like, 
some some legendary company. So, um, yeah, check check that out in my in my other blogs. I'm gonna do one on DJ K Slate soon, and maybe even write it tonight after I'm I'm done. So, so yeah, follow me on Twitter underscore Mr. Parts underscore M R P A R K S. That's that's Twitter and Instagram. Um, follow me on Snapchat. D A T B O I K I L L A K. Yeah. Follow me on Snapchat. Give me your thoughts on Twitter or, or Instagram and all that stuff. Have, have a wonderful day. We'll see you. What else we could talk about? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Have, have a great rest of your day. Maybe a week. If I don't um, come back. Um, but until then, you listen, to, you listen to the Killing It with Killing the Parts podcast on here on Anchor.fm. See you.